Father God, speak into our hearts this morning, we pray. Lord, by your spirit, guide us. May we leave here knowing you better, deeper in relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do take a seat. It's so lovely to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Ali. Um, that is my name. Don't spend the whole time thinking about something else, trying to work out what my name is, um, what it could possibly stand for. It is actually my name. Um, I am married to Kat, uh, who is the priest in charge of the Leaden Vale Benefice, which uh, if, from, if you're heading to Hereford from here, you'd probably drive through her parishes. Uh, she has nine parishes in the top left-hand corner of the diocese. Um, and we have, uh, we have five children and three dogs, um, and believe it or not, two guinea pigs as well. So life's fairly chaotic, um, but uh, that's quite good fun, really. Um, I, as uh, mentioned very briefly at the beginning, I look after interim ministry in the diocese. Um, what on earth is interim ministry? I won't bore you too much with it now, but actually it's when we have someone who uh, goes into a parish or a benefice and spends some time uh, over a period of years, just but, but with a limited time, to say, actually, there's time to bring some change uh, in a particular parish. That's not what we're doing here. Um, I've, I've been just doing some kind of questions uh, with the PCC and others. I know some of you have been there over, uh, the, uh, over um, the last couple of months, where we just asked some questions about, actually, what is God calling this parish here to next? Where is God working? What are the things that he is up to here? And how do we get on board with what God's already doing? Um, my own story is that I met Jesus rather awkwardly, having been an absolutely conv convinced and convicted atheist. Um, I had an encounter with Jesus, which is always embarrassing when you're convinced he doesn't exist. And uh, I had that encounter with Jesus because a small church in my hometown uh, decided that they wanted to reach the young people of their community and they started a coffee bar and I went along to this coffee bar and encountered the people of Christ and over a number of years through them encountered Jesus. Today, as has already been mentioned, is Trinity Sunday. I like to call Trinity Sunday Heresy Sunday because there is no way of preaching about the Trinity and trying in our humanness to understand it without inadvertently uh, uh, talking, uh, without, unintentionally, uh, some heresy or others. We can use all sorts of examples and metaphors to try and understand the Trinity, but they all fall short because what we're talking about is God's incredible glory of the God who is three in one. One plus one plus one equals one. The Trinity is the hardest bit of our belief to explain because it is beyond our full comprehension. But at its core, the Trinity is about the relationship of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And relationships are about trust. Trust is something that we seem to have a somewhat of a shortage of at the moment. 
Leaders who behave in ways that undermine trust. People who want to doubt the experts and sow seeds of mistrust. Only in the last eight years or so would we have even begun to accept the phrase, the so-called experts, and challenge those people that are trying to guide us and lead us for the best. And our, our default position as a society seems to be coming that everyone has an ulterior motive and we shouldn't trust them. I see it quite a lot in my role around the diocese. People assume that I am working with a parish or a benefice because they, whoever they are, are up to something. There's a plan. What's the secret plan? Why won't you tell us what you're here to do? Whereas my job is actually all about saying, Lord, what are you already doing? But it's because throughout our society, we've sort of got to this default position of, of, of not having trust. And I wonder if this lack of trust is down to that loss of relationship in our public lives. We've come to expect that those who lead, lead out of self-interest or, fi or, or financial concern. We no longer feel like others have our best interests at heart. The relationship has broken down between those who lead us and those of us who are led. And a relationship without trust is broken. But the Trinity is about a relationship we can trust. That gospel reading we just heard, when the spirit of truth comes, it will guide you in all truth. And then Jesus says, he will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare to you the things that are to come. And then he says, all that the Father has is mine. In that short piece of scripture, we have God the Son, God the Spirit, and God the Father in perfect relationship. Look at the back of your service book, if you will, the fly sheet at the back. I wanted to bring this image today and I couldn't work out, I wasn't sure what we had to show it, so I didn't bother. And there it is in our service book. A little diagram to explain the Trinity. The Father is not the Son, who is not the Spirit, who is not the Father. But the Father is God and the Son is God and the Holy Spirit is God. It's a relationship, a perfect relationship of the three in one of God. And we know from the Trinity that although it is a unit within itself, one God, three persons, it is not insular. You see, the Trinity reaches out to us at, with love at its heart. From God the Trinity's perspective, that us covers the richness and diversity of humankind. God reaches out and loves. God carries to God's heart people who we might find scary or weird or simply unfathomable. And yet there they are included in God's love. And through our relationship with this perfect relationship, we are nudged ourselves not to be insular, but to reach out, to learn to relate to others, to reach out with the love of God, 
to reach out with God's peace, to reach out and welcome. We serve a Trinitarian God of love. But the Bible doesn't just say that God loves, but that God is love. Love is the essence of God, and love implies a lover, the one being loved, and a be- sorry, the one doing the loving, and a beloved, the object of the love, the one being loved. And love implies a bond between them, love itself. The Trinity that we carefully try to navigate our way through today states that a loving community isn't something, isn't just something that God desires for us, but it is something that God is. God is love. And it's something into which he invites us to come. If God is love and we allow ourselves to love and be loved, then God resides in us. And if God resides in us, then we can be the welcoming community we are called to be. I love, I'm going to turn to your, actually it was on your other, it's on the other piece of paper. I love the symbol you have um, that's next to the logo on your, um, there's a picture in the back, it's in the corner there. The crossroads with the dots making up the cross. Placing this church community right here on this crossroads as a beacon of God's love. But more than that, because as we've all heard a thousand people like me say, it's not about the building. It's about us as God's people. Being called to reach out in Christ's name to the community we serve the ones that live at the ends of those roads that are outside our doors. The perfect Trinitarian relationships calls us into love and sends us out to share that love. Today, on Trinity Sunday, let that be our heart, to know God better and to share him more. In Jesus' name. Well, in God's name, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.